Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Solid Love Podcast, coming to you from Southern California. And I'm here with my beautiful, amazing, gorgeous <laughs> wife, Mary. <laughs> hello, everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about the husband's role of leading and loving his wife. Our guidance for this is uh, found in Scripture. Yes. And uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 28 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her. Hmm, purpose. Mm -hmm. That he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he, he, Christ, might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Mm. Um, yes, that's, that's where we get our guidance. Mm -hmm. um, we get our picture from Christ, the way Christ uh, love the church, and we can see from this that that faith leads. Okay, that marriage should have a purifying effect. The husband's love, the husband's leadership, should have a purifying effect mm -hmm. uh, in terms of her faith and her conduct uh, in the marriage. So faith leads. The husband's faith. It's the driving force of leadership. It's not personality, it's not temperament, right. it's not background, mm -hmm. it's not, you know... Education. Education. Yeah. <laughs> it's none of that. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a husband's faith and love for Christ. Um, and this is where it hinges, really, uh, for a spiritual leadership. He's the spiritual leader in the home. He's the one that really sets a tone and vision of faith for the family. She, for mm -hmm. the family. And so when you think about what happens in terms of faith in the family, the husband is the one who really is supposed to set that tone, uh, set that tone in prayer. Um, uh, he can also be the one who sets the, uh, he's an agent of grace in the home, mm -hmm. right? Uh, providing an environment of grace, establishing family of values. Um, I remember in our own. Family, right? Mm -hmm. Just teaching the Ten Commandments, and right. that was very helpful for us. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a great tool to have in our hip pocket. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, um, and and then providing a, an atmosphere where God is honored, pushing against this design um, and this guidance from Scripture is something in our culture that's really coming from the the feminism angle, mm -hmm. right, in our culture. Um, where a strong man is is one who does not lead. Okay, a strong man is supposed to be one who is really more effeminate. Yeah, feminism has done that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and also that a, a man who is loving is a passive man. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That is definitely the the current thought, mm -hmm. and it's straight out of feminism. And so this has seeped into this whole area of how men are to conduct themselves in marriages, mm -hmm. and uh, and and you see this kind of bleeding into how how men conduct themselves, how men so are, see themselves 
supposedly being good husbands mm -hmm. in a marriage is is they will abdicate leadership to their wives in these areas that God has told them to be leaders. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's no wonder. I mean, I mean, we see that, we sometimes see that sometimes in the church where you will have the women being more active spiritually than the men, mm -hmm. uh, which is, which it's is very common, you know, which yeah. is a travesty. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. yeah. it's not supposed to be that way. Right. Um, men are supposed to be leading from the front. We can go back to the garden, mm. right? Oh, yeah. And we can see what happened. Even after the event, right, mm -hmm. God comes, and who does he ask for? He doesn't ask for Eve. Right. Everybody pins it on Eve. But in actuality, God calls for Adam right. to keep an account. And the next thing he does is he blames his wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Good old Adam. Good old Adam. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no, actually, doesn't he blame God? Actually, he blames God too, he says, right? This woman, the, the woman, woman that, that you gave that me. You gave I me. didn't even ask for her, <laughs> and you gave her to me. <laughs> she took the a fruit and mm. ate it. <laughs> so, so we see this, 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 all this distortion in our culture about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a leader. And especially in marriage, and of course, um, the whole deconstruction of even marriage itself, you know, mm -hmm. and what it is, you know, has, has has influenced the way men and husbands behave to their wives. Uh, one thing that we we've read recently is this whole notion of happy wife, happy mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I can just let her do what she wants to do, if I just let her, um, you know, if I don't. Um, bring uh, guidance and, and input into decisions that are important for our lives. It could be finances. Who knows what it is? If I just, oh, not, don't want to rock the boat, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, then my life is going to be happy. Well, that is totally wrong. Right. That is just totally, totally wrong. It's another deception. It is another mm -hmm. deception. It is another deception. And so um, our leadership is to be sacrificial. And Jesus' sacrifice was costly. It cost him something. Another scripture, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7 says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. In an understanding way. Now, how am I going to live with my wife in an understanding way without really taking the initiative to participate with her, to understand her, um, to really study her, you know, um, be a listener, <laughs> mm, yeah, you know, yeah. and rather than, you know, a lot of men just, you do whatever you want to do and I do whatever I want to do. Uh, leadership is shown through living with your wife in an understanding way. That is true. Yeah. And so uh, that's part of uh, the way we lead. Um, Jesus, how does he lead us, right? The Bible says he, he ever lives to intercede for us before the Father. He's mm -hmm. actively interceding. He knows what we need. He's acquainted with our griefs. He's acquainted with our weaknesses. Uh, I'd like to just add a few things. And one is that um, really a godly woman welcomes her husband's leadership. This is not a situation of an impetuous child 
Mm-hmm. You know, the wife being an impetuous child and the husband has to just, um, you know, take charge and, and um, uh, call the shots regardless and, you know, so that he can grow this, grow up this immature, <laughs> you know, that's not the, the picture here. Um, a godly woman welcomes her husband's leadership. Um, it's an interesting thing in, in that um, women will sometimes say, or people, but I, I've certainly heard women say, well, you know who wears the pants in that family. <laughs> and and that, you know, of course, referring to another family where the husband is weak and the wife is running the show, um, that's not a compliment when when somebody says that. You know, you know who wears the pants in that family. That's calling something out. That's right. And um, yet, without the Lord's guidance and without following scripture that's what's going to end up happening it's just the default because of what happened in genesis 3 you know where it says that that the wife would want her husband's role yes that she would desire that her desire would be for that role mm-hmm. and uh and then the husband a lot of times would just assume sure you got this great I'm taking off then. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out to the garage and yeah. work on my stuff or play video games or go fishing. Go fishing. You got yeah. this? Oh, good. I'm glad you got this. Yeah. And But a wife will take charge when she feels that things are not in control. So somebody's got to step in. So she'll say, fine, I'll do it. You're not doing a good job anyway, so I'll do it. <laughs> Those are some of the, the uh, default paths i think that things happen in pathologies that happen oftentimes in marriage Um, and there are so many ramifications to that in society where you have unruly children uh, where you have women who are running the show and deep down inside i don't think they really want to be they Mm -hmm. they know there's something Mm -hmm. not right and then it's it's fuel for disrespect of their husbands so and disrespect for authority, and then yeah, yeah, certainly children learn that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. If they don't respect dad, why should we respect authority? Yeah. So, anyway, I would also like to just uh, give some input, you know, on in terms of practical things and how that things have happened in our home, things that you've done, Alan, mm-hmm. in leading our family. Um, you know, certainly when you, I think of. Uh, raising our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we had regular nighttime devotions that you would lead whenever you were home. Now, there were times where work happened at night right. and you wouldn't be home at bedtime. But uh, most of the time you were, and if you weren't, I would do it. But it was like a delegated thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody, the kids all knew that mom's just doing this because dad's at work. But you would, you, as you mentioned earlier, you taught them painstakingly the Ten Commandments. Took quite a while for them to learn them because they were young. But that laid a foundation of, uh, for the children to understand what God expects of us, mm-hmm. right? The ten, the ten Commandments. You'd read the Bible to them at night, lead us in prayer, all of that. And then, too, when we were homeschooling, Um, There was no hard line division of labor. Even though I was home, I was doing the majority of the work of homeschooling, and you were at work earning 
you know, earning the income for our family so that I could homeschool. Um, but there were no hard lines like, uh, yeah, you know, where you had this like, well, yeah, just do it. Just whatever you think is best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, just go ahead. You homeschool, you, you take care of that. I'm taking care of work. And, uh, there's these hard lines in the sand and, and, uh, you didn't want to be bothered with mm -hmm. the stuff of homeschooling. Um, that was not the that was not the case. Uh, in fact, you even uh, sometimes did projects with the kids that were <laughs> really fun. They really enjoyed it, and they were things that you were interested in mm -hmm. and wanted to teach the kids. It was very funny. I remember the one about satellites. Yeah. <laughs> Which was my line of work before <laughs> before I uh, came home to raise the kids. Right. My line of work was in satellite design, and you were really interested in that. And I thought, well, look at that. <laughs> you were teaching them about uh, weather satellites. Mm -hmm. That was really interesting. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. We're building our own you built, yeah. weather station at home. Yep, yeah, I know. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then also... You know, even though you weren't home when most of the homeschooling was going on, I remember you would, you would say something to the kids before you left, you know, about, uh, I want to hear a good report mm -hmm. when I get home. Mm -hmm. So there was always this thing in the back of, of their minds, you know, that dad is going to find out mm -hmm. how we did, yeah. how we treated his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's, uh, those are some areas mm -hmm. of leadership that I saw exhibited in our home. Also in terms of loving, I, you know, I think, think you're uh, pretty stellar at listening to me and hearing me out, um, indulging in long conversations when they talk about uh, love languages, mm -hmm. you know, that's mine. Mm -hmm. um, I love to have, you know, good, solid conversations, long conversations, especially when the kids were in the picture and it was a long day of, <laughs> of short sentences, stop that, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> no adult around to be found. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's one way that you have studied me and you understand that my needs and what, what helps me, um, any endeavors that I've taken on, you've always championed me in those mm -hmm. or encouraged me. Um, so many times, just encouragement mm -hmm. and even appreciating the work that I was doing here at home. Mm -hmm. There was no denigrating, mm -hmm. you know, my work because it didn't bring in a paycheck, that type of thing. Um, you always spoke very, in a very appreciating manner of the work that I was doing at home, even though I felt a lot of times like it was pretty messy, <laughs> but <laughs> I never felt you know, I always felt encouraged uh, and um, valued my inputs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. those are just some of the ways mm -hmm. that uh, I have that are concrete examples mm -hmm. of both the, the leading and the loving. Well, and I appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you, Mary. Um, I'm a blessed man. I'll tell you that. Um, I'll tell you guys. As, and, and I'm blessed as well. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, those are just some practical ways Mary has shared uh, in terms of how she feels led and loved. And in your own relationships, uh, you know, the, there are nuances that will be um, more linked to your 
uh, situation, but but still the principles hold. And we and again, I can't say enough about coming back to Scripture and looking. We have to look at Christ basically for us men, and and Christ is our model. Um, someone said, you know, Christ didn't give us a method; he gave us a model. It was his life. And I know as men we're very logical. We want you know put the list you know. A to Z, you know. Check the box. <laughs> Check the boxes, right? Uh, when she gets mad, what should I do? I should just do this, right? <laughs> Run. <laughs> Scratch that. Head for the hills. <laughs> Head for the hills. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. We 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 do what Christ did, right? And we lay our lives down. We don't settle for what's expedient. Um, we make it our goal to really please the Lord. Yeah. Um, and that's where our our guidance comes from. Our motivation comes from is to 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 glorify God. So, men, husbands, we get our marching orders from Scripture, as we've already stated. Uh, in the beginning of this podcast, uh, from Ephesians 5, verse 25 through 28, it's, it's really centered uh, around our faith in Christ. Jesus is our example. Um, Jesus is an example of how I should love my wife. Jesus is the example of how I should lead my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is an example for my own personal conduct. You know, how I live as a man, how I am supposed to be. And... Uh, I want to point to you uh, an interesting article that we just recently read. It came out of DesiringGod.org, which is uh, John Piper's ministry. It's an article written by Greg Morse in June of 2018. The article was titled, Happy Wife, Happy Life, and Other Misleading Advice to Young Husbands. Mm. I'm just going to read kind of like the summary or the close of the article. And I think you'll find this interesting. Um, Quote, Our feminist-influenced, Bible-ignoring, headship-shaming society wishes real men to be milder. They wish you passive. They wish you silent. But God entrusts you to speak, to sacrifice, to crush serpents, He calls you to be true to the nature he's given you and to play the man that you're supposed to be. And that man is not timid, not unassertive, not feeble in faith. And I'll leave you with this scripture from 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verses 13 and 14. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Couldn't summarize it better, right? Perfect. Well, that's it from us today. Mm -hmm. We hope you had a wonderful time just as much as we did. And we pray that your relationships and marriages will continue to grow and be blessed. God bless you. God bless. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.